the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, the White House would love for you to talk about the awesome results of Bidenomics or the great job that Joe Biden is doing supporting his son, who uh, appears to be an influence peddler of uh, epic proportions. Uh, By the way, yesterday we had a video released by some mystery person who's on the run from the FBI and the DOJ. He was linked in with Hunter Biden and the Chinese energy company uh, CFC. And the allegations that this guy made are explosive. They'd be leading the news if they were about one of the Trump children or even anybody who could be remotely tied to Donald Trump. But they're only about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. So... Eh, not really any necessity of putting them on any of the major networks. Uh, I will sort through that, and we'll get into more of that in hour number two, which will begin with an interview with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. But let's go to the uh, White House cocaine story. Now, here's the thing. you got to start with the fact that this is highly significant from the perspective that They didn't know what the substance was right away. It's a white powder. Okay, what do you think of when you think of white powder? Do you think of cocaine? I don't. I think of anthrax. That's the first thing I think of. If you get white powder in the mail, are you assuming somebody sent me cocaine in the mail? I'll have to thank Hunter Biden. Or are you thinking, don't anybody breathe? Don't anybody touch this? Don't anybody lick their fingers? This could be really, really horrible. That'd be the first thing I would think. Get this out of here. Wherever I've opened it, leave it. Maybe put a glass over it or put a dish over it or whatever so the fumes can't get out. Get out of here. So we got the White House. Last time I checked, that was the center of power in the most powerful nation on Earth. Hmm, Okay. One of the most powerful nations on Earth. And that's a big-time security breach, right? That a white, powdery substance unidentified could get into the White House. So they cleared the White House. They took it seriously. They cleared the White House out. Then they told us right away, oh, it's going to be impossible to find out who did this. I mean, it's in an area of the West Wing where everybody walks in and out. I mean, they got visitors to the White House and they got the press corps and they got the people who work at the White House and they got hot dog vendors and they got Newspaper boys, if they do, they still have newspaper boys. Anyway, everybody, you can't find a person in Washington, D.C. who hasn't taken a stroll through that area of the White House. Could be anybody. And apparently, as luck would have it, the people uh, monitoring the security cameras at the White House are the exact same people who were monitoring Jeffrey Epstein in his cell the night that he was never supposed to be left alone. And the night that he 
hung himself. Mm, wink, wink. Well, now we're getting a little bit of a different story, and this tends to make people a bit suspicious when the story changes. I mean, when you have cocaine at the White House, like what would, what would be one of the first facts you would want to nail down when you're going to disclose this? Yeah, right. Where is it? Where is it at the White House? So that's the first piece of the puzzle you've got to get right. Because what do you assume if the location of the cocaine starts to change? What does that bring to mind? Oh, they must be lying about it. Oh, they must be incompetent. Neither one of those options is good. There might be another option. I don't know of a good option for getting the location of it wrong. But here's Andrea, Andrea Mitchell of NBC yesterday, who is not exactly a uh, backbreaker when it comes to being skeptical of the Biden administration. Here's Andrea Mitchell talking about the uh, new developments in the discovery of cocaine at the White House. Kelly, the big changes where this was found. It was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. Mm. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. I apologize for uh, the intruding audio there, but before we had the uh, second soundbite bogarting its way in, did did she, did she say it's closer to the Situation Room? That seems like kind of serious to me, like the Situation Room. I would assume that the access to the Situation Room is not something that your average citizen has access to. In fact, that is correct. They don't. So I can't help but remember something that Dan Bongino said over the weekend when this was first reported. Now, Dan Bongino is definitely a conservative. Uh, He's been censored by Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. So that's the triple threat conservative bona fides if you've been censored by them. Twitter pre-Elon Musk. Bongino used to be a Secret Service agent. And he's like, The only people who can go through this area without being checked are family members of the White House. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Any family members that... Yeah, I know. We're going down the road that everybody goes down. Kaylee McEnany, and this is the road Donald Trump went down, right? away. He said it's Joe Biden or Hunter Biden's cocaine. (laughs) Would you expect anything less of Trump? It's Joe Biden. That's how they keep him lucid. A little snort in the morning. Kaylee McEnany, she's milquetoast McEnany to Trump. She disputes that. She says there is no way it is inconceivable to think cocaine 
Oh, she's pointing out that Hunter Biden was not at the White House from like 72 hours before the cocaine was found. He had been gone from the White House vacationing with daddy. He'd been gone from the White House for three days. Kaylee McEnany says, there's no way it's inconceivable to think cocaine could sit for a 72-hour period at the White House. So I would rule Hunter Biden out at this point. Well, could I be a little snarky, Kaylee? It's also inconceivable that cocaine could get into the White House. Is it not? I would tend to think that kind of behavior is frowned upon. But it made its way in, and lest you think that Andrea Mitchell and NBC have taken a heel turn and are now coming after Joe Biden and the Biden family, uh, we revert to Ryan Riley of NBC, who yesterday restated what Politico already wrote in the immediate aftermath of the cocaine's discovery. Because this was in a, uh, you know, not an area that, uh, you know, is highly trafficked, but not wasn't necessarily covered by cameras all that well. You know, it's mm. an area that a decent amount of people had access to. It just makes that investigation a little bit difficult. So, you know, this could all end without, um, you know, necessarily anyone being named as the person who was responsible for bringing that bag of cocaine to the White House. Mm, I find that strange. Do you find that strange? Sean Davis, the... Uh... CEO at the Federalist also finds that strange. You have to love the audacity. Remember, these were guys going after a random granny who is within 50 miles of the Capitol, and she glanced in its direction, and suddenly they had her bank records and phone records and GPS, but they can't figure out which staffer or family member brought in a big old bag of Colombian Bam Bam. It just blows my mind, <laughs> but you have to give them a tip of the hat for audacity here. Yeah, there's a lot of funny plays on word here. Uh Blows his mind. Uh, what did he call it? Co- Colombian Bam Bam? I've never heard of it referred to as that. I've heard it referred to as nose candy, as booger sugar. Uh, all kinds of uh, cocaine nicknames out there. But you're right. Sean is right. Uh, they could track you down and find you if you were breathing air in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. A short time ago, Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther uh, stepped in front of a podium downtown and talking about the uh, surviving officer, the wounded officer from yesterday's shootout in downtown Columbus on I-70. A suspect was killed by Columbus police. Awesome marksmanship. An officer rushed his partner to the hospital after his partner had been shot in the upper leg, where you have very large veins and arteries, and you can easily bleed out quickly thanks to the uh, great care at Grant Medical Center, allowing this officer to survive the night. He is married. He has a young family. Uh, here's Mayor Ginther this morning. Morning, and uh, just want to speak directly to the community this morning and uh, thank them for all of their thoughts and prayers for all of our officers, but this officer in particular who was shot uh, in the line of duty helping to protect our community make our our city safer. Um, it's been an exceptionally trying and difficult time for our officers. Um, this is a very special person who has continued to answer the call to service, uh, not just in Columbus, uh, but in Dublin uh, before that. This officer has been fighting for his life. And I do believe that the people of this city and community 
that have prayed for him and lifted him up have been part of the reason that we have seen such promising success. That, with the amazing healthcare professionals, the doctors, the nurses, the staff here at Grant, we're grateful uh, for all that they have put into this officer's well-being. I was just with he and his wife and one of his children and uh, shared our uh, thoughts, said a prayer, thought of all of our officers who are out there in the streets today and their families. And so there are two things I'm asking the community to do. I'm asking you in whatever your faith tradition is to lift up and pray for this officer and his family for a full, speedy recovery. But I also want you to pray for all of our officers who continue to answer the call and respond to those in need throughout our community. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, This is great that he is touched, moved by uh, what he has seen uh, with this officer being wounded in the line of duty. That's great. Uh, I spent enough time this morning talking about the failure of city administration to stand up and support officers. Uh, that is real. That is the prevailing attitude. And so that's why it's hard for me to allude to the support that is coming this officer's way and the department's way from the people who supervise the department and hold sway over the department because it is not their go-to position. But it is wonderful that the mayor seems to have been moved by this. What needs to happen is this needs to be more than a one-day mindset. It has to be more than a one-day mindset. I love it that the mayor says, pray for the officer. Pray for all the officers. Do I have trouble squaring the mayor's resorting to faith, having a place in this kind of instance, when in Every other instance I can think of, he leaves faith out of it. I would love nothing more than for Andrew Ginther to be uh, a genuine, authentic believer in biblical principles and how they apply to life, because they apply to every aspect of life. And one of the biblical principles that applies to every aspect of life, is the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. You reap or get what you sow later than you sow it, and you get more than you sow. Think about a farmer. A farmer goes out in a field. A farmer plants corn, little tiny kernels of corn. He doesn't get wheat in the fall. He doesn't get oats. He gets corn. He gets what he sowed later than he sowed it. And you can plant a field of corn with a planter full of corn. But when you harvest the corn, how many wagons do you need to get it to market? A lot. 
This is not just an agricultural principle. This is a life principle. You get what you sow later than you sow it, and you get way more than you sow. If our city officials understood this, if our city officials understood the indelible applicability of the principle of sowing and reaping to life, not just in Columbus, but everywhere, but let's just take Columbus, they would not be as soft as they are on crime by juveniles because crime that is attributed, justified to other factors. Look, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't come from a family that was wealthy, okay? I came from a family with two factory workers. I had loving parents, praying parents. We had an awesome home life. We weren't wealthy. Were we a lot wealthier than people in some of the poor areas of the city? Absolutely. Were we not nearly as wealthy as a lot of people in other parts of the city? Absolutely. But the wealth of a family doesn't make any difference in how a child is raised. You can have a respectful, law-abiding citizen come from Linden, and you can have a train wreck of a kid who is abusing drugs and into criminal activity from Olentangy or Dublin. What was planted into that kid's life? Love, discipline, a great example, consequences for actions. What was planted in that young person's life? What have they had modeled for them? What truth have they been raised on? Not the nonsense that we are sold here by Andrew Ginther's Democratic Party and by Andrew Ginther that abortion is fine, that it's freedom, that it's you know no consequence. Go out, get pregnant. There'll be no consequences for it, at least not right away. You'll have major mental consequences later on when the life you exterminated haunts you. What principles are we ingraining when we don't put kids in jail for minor crimes? And then, oh, guess what? Stealing cars gets old. What if we stole guns? What if we used guns? What if we robbed a bank? So I do love seeing our mayor say what he far too frequently says, that cops are heroic, that cops put their lives on the line, that cops are selfless community servants. I love that. I just want to see it be something that is Andrew Ginther's go-to position. Not something that he embraces because today the entire city is embracing it. Thankfully, we're still at a place where robbing a bank, stealing a car, firing at police officers is universally condemned. Will we be there forever? I don't know. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.